1: Are you in, Are fashion? You in fashion? fashion? Yeah, I like fashion. <laughs> Would you say fashion is important to you?
0: Just to kind of express yourself, yeah. You know. Depends on the occasion really, yeah.
1: You're going out on a date? <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah, that's when I'll start thinking about it, yeah.
1: Because how we look and the way we choose to present ourselves to the world depends on the occasion, which means some of us probably think more about fashion and clothing than we realise. Hello, I'm your host Sonia Sly and you're listening to My Heels Are Killing Me. It's a podcast that looks behind the scenes of the fashion industry, at the people, the creativity and the business. And this week... Ageing is one of those things that we're in such an interesting base of being
0: much more accepting of people for who they are now. Also it may pass,
1: it may go out of fog. Ageing. It happens to all of us. But for so long, we've been told that ageing is something to avoid. For visibly reduced wrinkles and firmer-looking skin. Do you feel your skincare stops working over time? Revitalift Laser Renew. For- Despite those anti-ageing adverts... Older women are having a moment in the spotlight from the stylish women featured in Ari Seth Cohen's advanced style, including the outspoken Iris Atfil, to accidental icon aka Lynn Slater, a professor in her mid-60s who showcases her incredible style on her blog and has become an Instagram sensation. The clothes that I wear when I'm being photographed I actually wear in my real life. Yes, older women are having a moment but how's it really changing perceptions in an industry that's always capitalized on youth and a particular form of beauty and even size
0: i've got a daughter who's 27 and you know and she's so pissed off but that by the time she's older it might not be fashionable to be older she says she's like oh my god it, you know gray hair it's fab but it might not be fab by the time she's got gray hair you know it'll be a fashion that's come and gone the youth thing, though, that's been forever. That's on ancient Egyptian temple paintings. No one's old or got a stomach.
1: There's a certain aesthetic that is deep-rooted in humans. Meet Mercy Brewer. Her modelling career began on the International Catwalk in the mid-'80s, and today, in her 50s, she continues to strut her stuff. In the 20s
0: and 30s, you know, there's this silent, fabulous movie star amongst many called Gloria Swanson. And even then, she said the man who was starring in the film never changed. All through his age, he was still that idol, but the woman was always 17, 18, 19, 20. I think people's eyes become trained. You you almost get brainwashed into what is beautiful, into what's in fashion, into who's in fashion. And the more you see of something, the more trained the eye becomes to find it acceptable. And that's what women have seen all their lives, and that's what men have seen all their lives. We've been phased mm. out. Yeah, it's absolutely. Like the, you know,
1: absolutely. The, the husband kind of dropping the white a yeah, so younger that, version. And that,
0: and that mm. is why men think, oh, yeah, so I should be with someone, you know, who's young, because that's you know that is what they're trained to think. I mean, what are we supposed to do, go to a convent or something? <laughs> just because something has always been that way
1: doesn't mean that's how it should continue. And this is Evelyn Ebry, Editor-in-Chief for online publication Fashion NZ and former feature writer for Murray Claire. Well, it's kind of
2: changed at the moment too because now it's fashionable for young women to dye their hair grey. You know, you've got one of the
1: most popular fashion editors in the UK who's got grey hair. Fashion NZ celebrates 20 years this year and have an audience that range from... Young women in their 20s right
2: through to women in their 60s. When it comes to matters of ageing, how we approach that is in our language and we have pushed back against some things that I didn't feel were appropriate for our audience or were not quite... The kind of message we want to portray, that comes across in the wording too. I mean, we get um, sent press releases every day. When we go to write stories about things fairly often, I will, yeah, rewrite things to be more relatable and more inclusive and kind of lose that really condescending tone that comes Mm -hmm. across. I mean, publishing is a big responsibility we reach thousands of women every week and i want to make sure that all the messages that we are sending out are positive and inclusive and
1: make people feel good about themselves it is about embracing who you are so that's more important than the imagery that you use because i guess a lot of brands will use you know younger models yes we're always trying to
2: use diverse imagery showing younger women older women you know not necessarily the perfect ideal of what so many brands go forward their campaigns. Which brings us back to
1: Mercy, who over the past couple of years has been cast for catwalk shows and recently appeared in a campaign for New Zealand lingerie label Lonely, the brand that puts real women in all shapes and sizes in the spotlight. I was really, really flattered. Do you get people coming up to you and saying, you are this amazing role model, like, thank God that you are out there, I remember when I saw you walk quite a number of shows at Fashion Week and going, wow this is kind of exciting, it's an exciting time but it's also really clever for those brands to actually rethink what they're conveying when they they put different faces and different body types on the runway.
0: I mean the quick answer is, yeah, I've had great feedback, that's amazing.
1: And here comes the but.
0: I've been booked for a fashion show and it was one of these open air ones and when I walked out there was a few young blokes, maybe mid twenties. Oh,
1: wrinkles, wrinkles. <laughs>
0: A little bit drunk. They were laughing. My
1: grandma
2: <laughs> Hey, back grandma over here I feel like disgusting. The
0: very next table there was a table full of women who were around about my age, in fact, a lot of them would have been quite a few years younger, and they applauded and they were really excited about it, and the next table started clapping, and all the way round.
1: And that cheering dominated the audience, putting those younger guys to shame.
0: Up and down this street, people applauded um, as I walked past.
1: So Mercy heads backstage, and the model bookers are asking, What on earth is she doing out there? But really, that moment for Mercy was a show of.
0: Of, of solidarity and obviously encouragement. And thank you very much for whoever booked you for for showing this face of fashion, this older face that is still wearing the clothes and perfectly entitled to wear the clothes, thanks very much. But how does it feel to be walking alongside those younger models? I don't feel too much different from when I walked when I was younger, to be honest. If anything, there's less less pressure... I'm booked for what I am. I'm not worried about. Am I starting to get wrinkles? Is my is my mouth not as big and lush as this girl's mouth? You know, I you know I am what I am, and and that's why I've been booked. I don't know a lot of people who really, even as models, think they're all that. A hell of a lot of people think they're hot as the term is now. Um, you know, when I was modelling, well, that just wasn't a thing that you went around thinking about yourself. It was that that would be considered vanity. Or
1: now, the thing in today's environment is that brands need to be adaptable and maybe even inclusive. The more accessible your brand is, the broader the audience. After all, it all comes down to selling clothes, right? I think with brands, it's a really delicate balance. And I think
2: it comes back to that question of being genuine and, you know, what does uh, my brand stand for? What are my values? And how does this campaign fit in with what we're trying to say? That's something that we come back to with publishing when we are thinking about stories and who we're going to interview and what things on the website are going to look like is how does this fit into the values of our brand
1: older women as a demographic actually have more spending power than someone who is actually modeling the garment and is 16 or 17 years old so you kind of like wonder what the sort of psychology is around yeah putting a young girl in clothing when in actual fact her peers can't even afford to buy it
2: it is one of those awkward things where the sample sizes are still tiny, and unfortunately, the vast majority of models that are that tiny are the really young ones. It's kind of a self-perpetuating problem. The modelling agencies will say that you know the models need to be tinier and tinier for these samples, and the designers are
1: like, well, the models are so tiny, so the samples have to be tiny. So, what kind of impact does it have on the mindset of potential consumers?
2: I mean, I'm a curvier woman, so when I see a curvier woman in clothes, I'm like, oh, I can wear that, because it looks good on her and she kind of looks like me, so that could work for me.
1: Mercy, for you, do you feel different in clothes, and is there any pressure for you to still maintain a certain body size as an older model?
0: There's no pressure on me to do anything, but if I want to work, I will put that pressure on myself. But I've always been lucky with my gene pool, and I always thought when I was younger, God, if I couldn't eat, I wouldn't be in this job. You, when you were going to Milan, you had to be you know, 35-inch like hips. Now, that's quite a tiny size for someone who's in Europe. Models are going to be 5'10", 11", 6 foot. That's a big, long, lean shape. It's not something that I would put myself through now. Basically, I'm not going to give up eating, basically. <laughs> but, I you know, I will be sensible. I mean, say, the shows are going to come up. You know, I'd maybe give up the old carbs and get rid of the the bar of chocolate that I usually have in bed at night. Generally for photo shoots and things like that. It doesn't really matter. So I think most models they they are actually at the heart of knowing that it's a load of you know, it's imagery, it's fantasy, it's tripe, you know, and most people They really feel (laughs) that First hand, yeah. You know, people aren't buying that dream anymore. You know, they're like, Mm. just like, oh, hello, really? I think we're finding different things inspiring
2: now because people are so aware of heavily photoshopped imagery and
0: we are more inspired now by things that are that much more real. Well, authenticity is something that I think that people are really, really craving Mm. right now. They're coming out, they want authenticity and it's not just as clothes, it's faces as well
2: relatability has become a big thing if you look at some of the most popular influences in the country right now um like simone anderson and um makaya Carr, i think it is um they're both really relatable looking women you know like um sure they wear makeup and dress up and that kind of thing but you also see the photos of them where they're not made up and you know they're more real and i think that is something that people are excited about now you know i mean there's a lot of uh, conversations around influences and how authentic some things are but at the end of the day you're still seeing a lot of real images as well alongside the polished ones it is inspiring in the sense that there's lots and lots of different people presenting their ideas and their style in their own way but i don't know that there's a lot of rawness
0: there anymore there might have been
1: to start with but
0: instagram is just a hot
1: badge of Falsity, and Mercy sees a direct impact of what it's doing to her fifteen-year-old daughter, and it's kind of disturbing. She just thinks everyone
0: is this slice of perfection, and she's this ugly creature. It's all about visuals now. I mean, my, my younger daughter—you know—I I was wondering why she kept stealing gaffer tape and she was taping up her waist and things oh, like that. You're kidding me, make, right? No, 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 trying to make these um, waist trainers that the Kardashians have got. And I was like, oh, my God. I have such you know? a problem with those things. My goodness.
1: Uh, you know, and they'll do these Waste things. Trainers? And, 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 what do you yeah. mean waist trainers? Waist trainers. Well, it's apparently the way the Kardashians get their waist so teeny tiny while the rest of their body is... Uh It's been Chloe tested and Kardashian approved.
2: Kind of a mini version of a corset, one that just is supposed to cinch in your waist and slowly make it smaller the more you wear it, pretty much. Mm. There's a girl in New Zealand that's importing them that has made a fortune off of them because it is just capitalising on that whole... You know wanting to have the kardashian shape i think it is that thing of uh, promoting unattainable beauty because you know a lot of this stuff comes down to genetics at the end of the day
0: i think the kardashians have made the most of the genetic shape that they're born with they've actually branded it so well that people want to attain that. So, you know, all the people who are wanting the long, lean, the flat chest, the the, the boyish figure, a lot of them have crossed over to want to enhance the, the butt and the breasts and, and have the waist singed in. Everyone can make the most of what they are genetically inclined to be, whether that's athletic or curvy, womanly, it's amazing what branding can can do really, and also confidence to just put it out there and think that this is me rather than try and hide it, strap it up. A lot of this stuff is much more accessible than it ever
2: was. We didn't really know that much about lip fillers and all kinds of things that you can put
0: in your face. We just thought everyone was naturally blessed. Now we know they're just all cheating.
1: But what I find (laughs) disturbing is when younger women go out and get these fillers and they don't actually need them.
2: Yeah, that is something that um, bothers me a lot. And I have a love hate relationship with the Kardashians in that sense. It is nice to see, you know, curvier women on screen, I think, and you you do see stuff about them exercising but they've done so much to all of their faces. That bothers me, but they're so overly airbrushed looking. And I mean, there was such a controversy over Kylie's lip fillers being so young and you know, having her lips pumped up to be huge and lots and lots of young women went and did that. I just want to go, please don't do that. You know, you really don't have to look like that to be considered beautiful. I mean, fashion has dictated to us for a really long time what we're supposed to look like and how we're supposed to dress that is still what the fashion industry does. But it is much more about accepting people for who they are rather than than trying to change them into something so that we all look the same.
1: That was Evelyn Ebry, Editor-in-Chief of Fashion NZ and Mercy Brewer from Unique Model Management in Auckland. And you also heard Tirarangi fotterai, William Pladell, and Brandon Mickle playing the young guys in the runway scene. You're listening to My Heels Are Killing Me, this week engineered by William Saunders, and I'm your host and producer, Sonia Sly. Oh, and since we're on the topic of women, you might like to check out an episode of this season's Black Sheep podcast, which looks at a pirate called Charlotte Badger. (laughs) Catch you next time.